0: Hi everyone, this is Amy Lombardi from TuneCore's Entertainment Relations Department. I'm based in Austin, Texas, and right now you're listening to TuneCore's Music Made Me podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to talk about making videos, yay, super fun, super creative, and we're going to talk about ways to make sure that it stays super fun and super creative and you don't blow a bunch of money and not get what you want. So today we're going to talk to Simpatico's video team. Um, They are based in Baltimore, Maryland. Hooray! Woo! Um, <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna be speaking with I have a I have joining me today Brandon Lescure. Hi. <laughs> and this is what Everett Glovier sounds like. Hello,
1: I'm Everett Glovier. <laughs> there you
0: go. Uh, so, kind of, let's start at the beginning, guys. How did you How did you get your start in creating videos and get into the video production business?
1: Well, um, I think both uh, Brandon, myself, and Zach all just. We all just wanted to make videos, I mean, since we were young. So I started with a little handheld camera, you know, that I stole from my parents. Uh, I met Zach in college. Uh, We were going to school for video. And I think we both just clicked together and we started working together. This is about five years ago. Uh, And we realized that we were really good at making videos, but really terrible at running a business Mm. uh, and keeping up with clients and things like that. So we said, we need a, a third person to kind of help round us out. Uh and that's when we met Brandon. We saw a bunch of his films and said, This guy's great. We'd be a great uh uh team to get all that
2: Yeah, it's to... been about two years since then. Uh yeah, my background is is um like I, I'm not as much on the technical side of things. I'm more on the uh the planning and pre-production side. I was always that that I was that weird kid in middle school who would, like if you were going to the movies with with all your friends, like I was the one who called everyone's parents to make sure that everyone had rides. Like I it was like destined. to I be never like a had a friend
0: like you. I, I oh really? I, well, I that's I, because
2: he
1: never had any friends.
2: Oh, oh. that's
0: not,
2: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry. I mean, my no. they didn't. I didn't mean. Uh, no, I um. Yeah, so I was always a planner, uh, and uh, so that was always kind of my background. But I also write, and I've made a couple movies myself, and I've met Everett and our other partner Zach, who is not here on the podcast today. Um, and, well, we'll give uh, him a
0: shout out to Zach Myers.
2: And so, yeah, we've been going as Simpatico for uh, a little over two years now. Um, we do motion pictures. We do documentaries. We do commercials. And we do a ton of music videos. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. When we we connected last month to kind of see what we wanted to talk about today, and um, one of the first things one of you said to me was videos are pure creativity. Um, there's abstract images that are meant to elevate and complement your music. And I, I want to talk about like what types of videos – people are making to do that
1: i think now is the greatest time to make music videos i think we have so much technology it's so easy to access so i think that there are just an unlimited number of types of videos you can do performance where you're singing or performing you can do a story based narrative you can do a lyric video you can go experimental which i think is what we were talking about where you're just making really beautiful images that just kind of match the tone of of the music um, so I don't think there's any rules anymore uh, as to what you have to do. It's really just about being genuine, being authentic and, and kind of promoting who you are as a brand.
2: Yeah. And I would say that like, um, you know, music videos, I think they took like a dive at the like the beginning of, of the century. You know, there was a peak of music videos in like the 90s and the early 2000s. But all those videos were being backed by by major record labels because they cost a million dollars. Yeah. Um and then <clears throat> eventually record labels stopped wanting to pay for music videos because record labels didn't have money to even make albums let alone music videos. So, um you know, and the, and the but now the cost of a music video and the technology uh like that we that like is available to um independent artists is it's readily available. So, it doesn't cost a million dollars to make music videos anymore. So, I think that we're seeing kind of a boom in, uh, in videos again because it's accessible again. You don't need someone to finance your video. Um, you know, obviously some of the best ones are still financed, but there's some really great ones that are just being made by the artists themselves and friends of theirs who are filmmakers.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with making uh, and recording music nowadays. The technology has become so much more uh, available and uh, less expensive so that everybody can get in the game now. And it's like that with video. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, Much more DIY, but it just allows people who may be really creative but don't have the tools, now they have the tools. And I think that's really great.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, you mentioned like the types of videos and uh, that – narrative or live or just lyric video, how can an artist who's kind of just starting out or maybe an artist who's, you know, making a living, how can they decide, like, what song works for what type of video or budget-wise, what kind of video works for what kind of budget?
1: I think, you know, Brandon will probably say first and foremost, you kind of want to decide what your budget is to know what your means are. You know, you don't want to make a video that's outside of your your reach. Um, But I think... As an artist, you need to stick to what's true to your brand, you know. So if you're a band, like five people that don't take themselves too seriously, you might want to do something fun. You might want to do like a story that's just kind of clever or witty or something viral, you know, that's just kind of crazy. If you're a more serious artist, maybe you're a singer-songwriter, maybe you want to promote yourself as a more serious writer, you know, and the lyrics are important. Then maybe you want to do something that's a little bit more – you know, has a little more depth, has a little more emotion to it. So, I think as an artist, you need to decide who you are, and then that will reflect in your video. Especially if you're working with a company like us, for instance, like we'll try to kind of see what your style is as in, and try to help you, um, try to help cater to that in the video, in the visuals.
2: Yeah, and whatever just said is absolutely correct. The first thing that I would say. Is away from all of that like oh figure out who you are no figure out how much money you have that's number one that's a great
0: that's that's such great advice
2: because if if you have a thousand dollars then you need to have a one thousand dollar idea or if you have ten thousand dollars then you can afford to have a $10,000 idea, yeah, but I also so don't come to the table with, with a $10,000 idea. If you only have a thousand dollars because it's, it, you just aren't going to have it. So that would be the first thing I would say is figure out how much you're willing to invest. I think a music video is an investment in yourself as, a, as an artist, um, to figure out how much you're willing to or you're able to invest in yourself. And then the next step I would say is to decide whether or not, um, you want to create this vision or whether you want to pass this money off to someone else who can help you guide that vision along, you know, because we've worked with plenty of artists who come to the table with their own idea, which is, this is my idea. This is what the story I want to tell. And here's how much money I have. And that's great. And then we have other people who are like, here's my money. Come back with me, come back to me with, with five ideas. And you know, I'm just going to pick one of them uh i don't i don't really care like just figure out are you trying to tell a story or do you just want a video because you need a video
0: and i don't think there's anything wrong with that actually i i appreciate you guys saying that because i think it takes pressure off of artists who know they ne- they need to make this kind of promotional as- asset that's going to help further expand their fan base or give their fans something else to enjoy uh let their fans see another side of what they do <clears throat> It's important. I mean, so much of our social media, I mean, all of our social media is visual. So it's important to have that to share. But I also think that I appreciate you just giving artists an opportunity to say, yeah, I don't have an idea for this, but it's okay for me to trust a professional and ask them for a few, a few different treatments on, on what they would do for this money. Because <clears throat> actually, it could save a lot of heartbreak in the end if you let somebody else come up with an idea that, they, that it's going to be viable. I know when we spoke last month we kind of talked about you know when you have this big idea but it's not super well communicated and then really how does anybody know what it's supposed to look like if it's just in in one person's head so I think it's great that you just kind of gave artists that opportunity to say to a production team they're going to work with I have this much money do you have any ideas of what you think we can do together
2: yeah and and I I don't want to like kind of trounce on whatever it said definitely the creative side at some point you need to start come to the table with like uh you know what is the story the story we're trying to tell what are like where who am i as an artist that is important but like uh, all too many times we've had the the, that comes first and what happens is when that comes first is like uh the if you don't have enough money to back your idea it's not going to be executed very well
1: and it's worth waiting. I mean, I think as an artist, you have so much time, right? You're, you basically have this endless time to create, right? So I think if you have a really great idea and maybe you just save a couple more bucks or wait until your next album, you can always execute that idea down the road. You know, kind of start small, learn. I think that's one thing we've learned, especially, you know, you don't need to execute your biggest, grandest idea right up front. Maybe try a couple, learn what you like, what your collaborators are like, kind of get, uh, you know, a shorthand. And then you can start to build those ideas and make them bigger and bigger.
0: You know, I think that I think that's so interesting that you just said that, because in my experience, and you're right, you're absolutely right. Artists have all the time in the world. They don't feel like they do. Like, you know, artists who make music, and they're like, I just want to put this out so I can start my next record. And it's like, you got to give this, you're going to put this record out. You need to give it time for people to hear it and for people to get to it. So, but that's oh, an yeah. excellent reminder.
2: I can't tell you every time that we're, we, I mean, it's, that's a thing with any creative, honestly, like when someone hands us a script to make a movie, it's like, all right, well, when are you trying to like have this release. Oh, next month. <laughs> like, like it's not going to work. Like you, you have to be a little bit more patient, you know, yeah. let, let's, you know, we're not going to execute this properly if we don't have enough time and 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 money to do to do all the uh, the boring stuff that you have to do to make things, uh, you know,
0: work. Yeah. So I, I, I know we were talking about budgets. Um, what can artists do to kind of get creative people on board for their project when they don't have a lot of money to spend? Are there any are there any ways that they can kind of do anything in trade? I have this much money to spend, but how can they kind of Make that that money stretch farther.
1: Yeah, I think um, there's a couple of things. You know, at the end of the day, finding people that are like minded and and are stylistically similar to you. You know, find someone who actually likes your music yeah. and connects with you. That's the first step. I and mean, if a band comes to us and I and I listen to the song and I go, "This is an amazing song," automatically, I'm going to be willing to kind of cut my pay to try to help them out because I feel like they're going somewhere that I I believe in, right? Uh, and I also believe finding somebody that's at the same level. You know, me 10 years ago when I was still kind of like going through college and and I didn't need a ton of money to survive, um, I was willing to do gigs for a lot cheaper and I would look for artists who I like to promote myself and try to build my portfolio. So I think don't go find some big company if you're a new artist and say, hey, big company, like, trust me, I'm going to be big one day. Find somebody like me and say, hey, Everett, listen to my music if you like it. I think you have really cool style. Let's work together and try to build up together. You know, I think it's just that guarantee of collaboration and, and, and building each other up. That's all I need as a, as a film guy to join in to, to, your, uh, to your music.
2: Yeah, another thing that you can do is um, don't be afraid to, uh, to give creative control to someone if you can't give them a lot of money. Um, that's something for sure. Is that 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 we've uh, taken and experienced is that is that if you know if for people like us we have to have we have to be getting something out of the deal if we're not gonna if we're gonna be cutting our rates for for something. So sometimes it's so we love the song. Sometimes it's that we really like like the pe- people, the artists. But then other times it's it's because they've come to us and said, "Look, we have a thousand dollars to spend, which I know isn't much, but." we're going to give you guys creative control to make anything that you want. And, um, something that, that, that I, you know, a lot of, uh, filmmakers and, and cinematographers, especially when they're making, um, music videos, they use it as kind of a training ground to, uh, to experiment with different visual styles and different shots that they always wanted to do. And, um, so if someone's going to say, look, 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 I can only give you, thousand dollars to make this video but do whatever you want then that's really enticing to a cinematographer because that means like oh hell i can i can try this shot i've always wanted to try and then i know how to do it for when i'm actually getting paid like a lot of money you know it's it's almost like uh like training you know um and you know so you have to be offering something you know um you can't have no money a very closed off idea and expect someone to just execute it perfectly um so sometimes creativity, offering creativity, is, is is enough.
0: It reminds me of um, so Chance the Rapper, and his come when he was coming up with his team um, in Chicago. He worked with a v- a video director named Austin Vesely, Vesely Vesely, who you know they were all coming up at the same time, and they were doing everything was you know. They wanted to try all of these different things, and they got – it was an opportunity for everybody to try them together. Um, and I think that's a really good point to make because it's also really fun to work with your friends as well.
1: Totally. Yeah, and that's what's cool. You know, you can build each other up. I think that's that's the best part. I mean, I have gotten to work with my best friends for the last five years, and you grow together, and you know. Me. Well, and Brandon, <laughs> yeah, of course, but – uh, no, but you get to grow together. You know, it's not like you're going to leave someone in the dust. If you work together, stick together, you're all going to teach each other. You're going to learn from each other. It's fun. It's it's. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's wonderful.
0: So let's go into some a little bit more like nitty gritty about like specific like, logistics. Like how much co- I don't want to say how much can a, can a vis- video cost because I know it could cost like a million dollars. But like what y- you said, you could get a video done for a thousand dollars. Mit, like that's the minimum probably you, i mean
2: mm-hmm. you can get a video done for less than that uh honestly like if, if it's all about accepting accepting your reality of your budget you know like i i when people come to us with with their idea i'm always and they go all right how much is this going to cost uh or no well they say first thing oh someone always says is i want to make a video how much is a video going to cost That's impossible. And you're like,
0: what what video do you want to make? Because I can't. What
2: what do you want to make? If uh, if the video is you walking down the street, singing in the camera, you know, just tracks backwards, and it's just a one shot, that's a one-day shoot, and we need no background extras. All we need is a camera and you. That's not going to cost a lot of money. But if the video is... You at a bowling alley with a hundred extras, and one of them shoots a gun into the air, and everyone has to then break into a dance routine. That video is going to cost a lot of money because <laughs> I have to get a bowling alley. Are you I in have my head? I'm <laughs> yeah, <joking. laughs> that's the greatest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's copyright in Potico, two thousand eighteen. Wow. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, it, it's it's really hard to say. Like I've seen great music videos that were shot with a camcorder and um and all that cost was was a was the time that it took to think of it and the time it took to edit it um so it's hard to say i would say that you know like you're always going to find people at your price point though because i mean like a handful of years ago everett was making music videos for 500 um and then i came along and said that's really sad you can't pay your mortgage for that so let's make more money and so now we don't make these videos for $500. But um there's people out there who have taken that that uh that that spot. There's always
0: Right. Of course, everybody's growing every day.
2: There're always Oh yeah, there's the always
1: button. people at there's always people at every level, you know, from the $100 with a little camcorder to the $500 to the R range where you're going to start getting into 2000, 3000 for the big fancy cinema cameras. You know, so I think if you're an artist and you say I want to make a video that looks like a Kendrick Lamar video or looks like, you know, Childish Gambino's video. Like you're going to have to have money and a crew and you're going to have to, you know, that's going to cost you between five, $20,000. But if you're like a John Mayer, I don't know if you've seen his new video, new light, where it's literally him on a green screen dancing. That probably cost. I mean, as that- far as just the, the cost of the video, that probably cost a hundred dollars to make, you know? So it's like, if you can get creative, you don't need the fancy cameras. It depends on kind of like we talked about the style you want to make. If you want that cinematic, ultra real, you know, beautiful lighting, you're going to pay for that. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of video you're making. If you're making a hyper cinematic video like a Kendrick Lamar or Beyonce or a Childish Gambino, you're going to need, you know, thirty plus thousand dollars just for the cameras and the, the lights. But if you're a John Mayer and you want to make a video like New Light where he is just in front of a green screen uh, joking around, uh, you know, that probably costs $200. So I think it just depends on what style you want to make.
0: Does the feel of a song have anything to do with, like, choosing what type of video an artist can make or should make? I always think that, like, if an artist is an amazing live performance, like, they should definitely do a live video to capture that. If that's what they're about, if they're just amazing live performers – should definitely get that in there somewhere.
1: yeah, I think I mean it, I think if you're trying to sell yourself and sell your shows, uh, sell your live performance, show that off. you know I think I think showing you as a person is very important. Um, but yeah, maybe if you're not that, you know, if you're a little bit more subdued on stage and it's not really about your performance, maybe you don't even need to be in the video. you know again, it really comes down to your brand and your personality. you know there's a lot of artists that are very outgoing and big and and they are they are meant to definitely be in front of the camera.
0: And as far as lyric videos go, I mean, well, obviously they can be really highly produced and just have the lyrics over whatever the cinematography is. But there are some, you know, lyric videos that are really kind of plain. What's your opinion on just doing a lyric video for, you know, any song on your album or or every song on an album?
1: I think, you know, for me, it's just another way to, A, promote yourself and B, monetize. You know, I think – nowadays with youtube you know you're not just promoting your video you can also monetize that video make a little bit of money um so i think just having this extra content this media that you can push out there is 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 key so maybe you don't have time or a budget to do a full-blown video maybe you can toss it to somebody you trust and say hey make me a lyric video you know and uh get a little creative or you know for on the lower end so i think just having content is always good
2: yeah yeah and the amount of people who who listen to their music on YouTube is still astounding um, to me. And it, it, yeah, definitely. Whatever just said about, about monetizing, you know, that's, it's another way for you as an artist to to make some money Um, and to make a lyric video. If you're, if um, you know, if you can find someone who's a, who's a good editor and is willing to, uh, you know, give, give you a, you know a couple days and and next thing you know your whole album is 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 on youtube and it's not just a thumbnail of the of the album artwork it's something a little bit more interactive and fun to to, to watch um yeah there's tons of examples of great music uh, lyric videos we just i just watched this awesome band called uh their punk band called pup and they have a lyric video and they they took all of these like cutscenes from nintendo games you know how like when like Mario is like talking to like the the princess and it says your princess is it is in is in another castle. Well, right. they took all these cutscenes and they put the lyrics of the song in those like little like eight bit text bubbles. Oh, that's cool. And uh, so it's like Mario, it's Zelda, it's it's all the classic Nintendo games just like cut into uh, a lyric video um yeah i think and how much did that cost i, I mean could, they
1: got sued by nintendo
0: i yeah, was about to say idea. that they did get sued though right isn't that content I know, I would, I would guess. <laughs>
1: yeah it was a really cool
0: video though, for, for the sure. yeah, yeah for the first 10 minutes it was allowed on youtube before it got blocked no that is a great idea i love that yeah. um <laughs> Uh, there, there was a question I wanted to ask you, um, how important is when you're working with a production team as opposed to working with yourself? And we we'll, I know you guys are, have some apps to share with our listeners, um, for those people who want to just do it DIY for now, we'll get to those a little bit later, but when you are working with a production team, how important is pre-production call and, and the pre-production calls and getting things kind of squared away before shoot day?
2: Well, I mean, pre-production is not important at all. You want to just wing it when you show up. What if somebody
0: only tunes in for this small part of the podcast <laughs> and that's all they hear? And then they're like, yeah, I don't need to do pre-production.
2: I just say that because like, literally my mantra is pre-production is everything. Pre-production, your entire movie, music video, everything is, is either – one, are lost in pre-production. And I I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, You you need to have a plan for the day. You need to have someone who is going to make sure that your band knows where they're showing up and what they need to bring with them. And that, oh, hey, this is a performance video, um, but we forgot to tell the drummer that he needs to bring his drum set. So, you know, so, like, you need to have someone who's going to be handling those simple and boring logistics and come down with a checklist and, and just to make sure that that everything is done where are we going what are we doing handling a shot list who's uh are we eating today what are we eating like right. if we, if we have a crew of six people someone's going to have to you know feed them after a couple hours um it, pre-production is everything not even just a lo- boring logistics of it but something like a you know having a shot list um if you're doing your own video you can't just wing it or else it's it's not gonna it's not gonna turn out well um you know unless that's the style you're going for is like grimy and and like winging it but but um coming to like if you want to do something that's a little bit more polished you need to kind of come up with your, your shot list and what what you, you know what are what is our opening shot what how what are we cutting to after that um and, and you know and, and there's tons of of nice apps out there that uh are free or very cheap that can help you kind of know all the ins and outs with um film production and planning
1: I think for me pre production you know obviously there's so many logistical things you have to take care of, but before all of that there's a lot of creative pre-production you need to do too. You know, I mean, if, if an artist is going to work with a company like us, I'm going to sit down with them. I'm going to go to a bar. I'm going to go get food with them. Or we're going to hang out at my house and we're going to put the song on and we're going to talk about the intention of the video. Mm. What are you guys, what are you guys trying to do? Where are you putting it? Is it going to just go on YouTube? Or are you going to put it on Instagram? Like you're going to do a vertical video. Um, and then from there, you know what are you watching what are you guys into right now you know show me some videos you love let's let's pull up some stills you know do you like so i think just everybody being in a room hanging out getting to know each other um getting the the feeling uh for for who they are as a brand i think that is key and then obviously all that boring stuff brandon said that none of us (laughs) really care about every you talk
0: about that Every you talked about this on our on our call last month um to get inspir how artists can get inspiration for figuring out what their videos should be like. You you even mentioned mood boards and collages um yeah. as as ways to kind of like, you know, b- bring out the inspo for the song. And and Brandon um you know what you said about like maybe if you're doing a live video, the drummer has to bring drums, and that that kind of stuff is important because likely you're renting out the space that you're going to be shooting in. So any time that you are wasting on that space is just going to end up costing more money, um, on the kind of you know on that end. So I yeah, I do. Are-
2: mood, I, I even do mood boards for me on pre-production. I'll put like just the word lunch. <laughs> on the board so that I remember that I need to get lunch for everyone. Well,
1: one of my favorite directors says pre-production is essentially free, right? Any artist can go and and plan out their video final location. But once you get on set, you're literally burning cash. So do whatever you have to do before you walk onto that set and have to start paying people with the cameras and with the lights you can you have all the time in the world before that, right? So that's that's the key. Just get everything figured out so when you walk on set, it's easy and fun.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I live by the rule of try to solve every single problem that could possibly come up before cameras roll because there's going to be five problems that you have no idea are coming down the pipe that you can't solve until the day of yeah. and you don't want to have those other problems still left off, you know, on the list, you know, like I can't tell you how many times, we're, you know, I'm, I'm happy we've solved all the other day's problems because then we show up on set and there's, Oh, there's street cleaning the street. We're supposed to be shooting on today. Now we have to completely, you know, retool the entire concept or, you know, or, Oh, we we're we were, sh- we were just shot a music video and uh, we had permission to shoot on, the, on the street and um, one of the neighbors came out of their their house and just started, like, yelling obscenities at us, and we had to just move. We had to just up and move, like, because even though we had permission to be there... He was get, in the
1: background he the was, whole time he, he was in, the, the, in the video yelling yeah, obscenities.
2: Yelling at us and telling us to get off his street, and we were like, you know, we, you can't plan for crazy. So we had to... We
1: had I personally liked him, <laughs> and I thought he made...
0: Addition to the video, yeah, I mean, so, that's kind of where my mind was going on it too, Everett. But <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, no, th- I mean that's that's so important. It's the street cleaning thing. Like I'm sure you guys will always check that in the future. It's just, once you learn that, okay, now once we have to. Learning. Yeah, now we know. Yeah. Check for street cleaning.
2: And, and this is kind of what uh, why I always feel like a lot of times it's it's better for uh, artists or a band. If they have the money to reach out to, you know, um, a production team to do this kind of stuff, because, you know, musicians and artists, they're not always the most organized. Um, You know, there's usually usually the bass player is the organized member of the band. You know, maybe maybe the bass player can be the one to to, to kind of make yeah. sure.
1: if you have a bass player, don't hire us. But, yeah. if, you're but if you a don't have a bass
2: player, that's all, what I've always found. The bass player. I was a bass player in my band. So oh, that's, that's why. See, that's why the bass players.
1: Yeah, the awesome. bass players were also the most attractive, too, right? No, <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm but they I'm were sorry, Brandon, you're, we're so, you're supposed to say
0: yes if you were the bass player. Uh,
2: they they were very they weren't the best looking, but they were the most charismatic. Oh. Uh, um you know, th- that's why sometimes bands, artists, they're not the most organized. And so like, and th- that's no slight of their, you know, that's no slight at them, you know, like creative thinkers aren't always um, logistical thinkers. And um, so that's why I, I, you know, if you got a big idea, it's really best to kind of, you know, take it to someone who can make sure that, that you know, all of the things that that, that you're not thinking about, you know. Are, are gonna still get done um okay well, but let's you say you are
0: well, <laughs> well let's say you are a band that can get things done and and as you said you have a you have a together bass player um what are some of those apps that you guys recommend for our, um for artists who want to kind of go the diy route and make their own videos well i think first and and software and foremost, too
1: yeah i mean i think first and foremost you have youtube which is awesome you know you go you want to learn how to you know make a camera move Across a field, really, really fast. Google it, and you will find somebody who's done it and show you how to do. It, you know,
2: um, yeah, we're not we're not magicians. Um, also, something to know is that uh, neither Everett nor myself uh, have college degrees. At this, um, we we're both self taught. Um, so. It it doesn't take a a magician to to know how to make stuff. You just have to
1: be resourceful, really. I Mm -hmm. mean, we you know, when I first started, I couldn't afford some of the software. So, for instance, we use Adobe Premiere, right? That's most people will know what that is. A lot of even bloggers and YouTubers use it. Uh, it, It's about 50 bucks a month. They uh, offer a subscription now. So instead of paying five thousand dollars, which we used to have to pay, an artist can say, oh, well, I'm going to I'm going to edit one video this year. It's going to take me a couple weeks. I'll pay you the fifty dollars subscription and then I'll cancel it. So that's right there. I mean, even if you can't afford that, trials. Take a thirty-day trial, edit your video, cancel. You know, I, that's what I used to do when I first started. So I think uh, you know, downloading those really great programs, YouTube, how to use them, and then aside from that, I mean, if you don't want to do that, I think the iPhone uh, is the greatest resource ever. I mean, there's an app that I use. It makes your phone you know look like a VHS camera. So if you're going for that vintage vibe, download an eight millimeter vintage app or a what is that app? what's that
0: what's that app called
1: gosh i think i just because i have dog videos to make dude i mean yeah Mm -hmm. just type in vhs in the app store you got it you know so like for ten dollars i can make this really cool nostalgic 90s vibe costs no money at all and as long as i know what the content's going to be and i'm creative i'm good you know so
2: yeah we just shot about a third of a motion picture on an iphone with the with a vhs app and
1: we bought VHS cameras, we, we have a very expensive camera. We were going to try to make the special effect. We decided it looked better with the iPhone, and it was easy. And it know? was more so,
2: more agile. Yeah. Didn't have – there were no issues. So, so I think – and there,
1: there's some other – there's an app called Filmic Pro. That's a really great app for the uh, for the iPhone that, that can uh, help you dial in settings. So, you know, the iPhone's camera usually auto-adjusts everything. You download one of those apps, uh, and it will let you kind of uh, manually – adjust the settings, dial in what you want. So that's a great app too. So
0: you can almost uh, like create your own filtered, your your own, yeah, col- your exactly. own tone, t- color scheme, tone scheme.
1: You've got it. You got like white balance and how bright it is, you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, I think that, I think our smartphones are definitely one of our greatest resources, especially now that they're, they're so high quality. So uh, if you're going to go DIY, there's that route. There's also the rental route. A lot of great websites where you can rent a great camera for three days. And if you feel technically savvy enough, to grab a camera and some lenses you can do that and it'll cost you a couple hundred dollars uh, for a weekend so
2: uh another couple uh apps more on kind of the the planning side is that there's a lot of script writing apps that are free um there's a one called celtics there's one that's called uh writer's duet and there's one that's called highland and um all of those are free apps so if you're looking to try to write a script or write Even just like a music video treatment, um, that, that helps. And then, uh, an app that, that I use a lot, um, in my pre-production planning is called studio binder. And, um, it's a, it's a pay per month type thing. Um, so again, just like whatever it said, if you know, you're only going to make one music video this year or two music videos, sign up for it and then cancel it after you're done. Uh, but that's what I use to, um, do a lot of my um you know i i input all of the people who need to come to set you know all and then uh you know what, what of our what scenes are we doing in what order and you know i can come up with my shooting schedule i can come up with uh call sheets and um if i input everyone's you know phone number and email in it it'll send them a call sheet to let them know what time to be be somewhere and uh where where to be and then it'll give them the schedule the rough schedule for the day and so it it helps kind of make sure that everyone knows where they need to be when they need to be there and what they need to bring
0: that's so helpful and like you said earlier it's so important just to have everything organized so people know like what's expected of them for that big shoot day what are some trends you guys are seeing in videos right now
1: oh um there's i mean right now it's just like a an endless amount of different things but i think the the 90s nostalgia is really coming back hard you know that really and also the vibrant neon uh cinematics you know just i I think that's like the biggest trend i've noticed uh and then you also have the the camera tricks you know like the kendrick lamars where he's like you know that i don't know if you remember in that video in humble where the camera's moving all around while he's singing and it's it's like these really high-end camera techniques or um you know, things like that I think are really big right now. Just trying to – just stunning visuals, you know, mm, something that's really yeah. just going to excite a, a viewer and say, I've never seen that before. I think that's really what's, uh, what's hip right now.
0: Because uh, the also, attention but, I mean, span is six seconds, right, or, or less. Right, exactly. So you have to really make it interesting, it I guess. really punched them in the
1: face. There, but one video I do think that really stood out to me, it came out very recently. It was uh, – I don't know if you've heard of Marshmallow. Yes.
0: Uh, he came out with a video. Yes. Yeah, that Tune video, Happier.
1: I mean, that really pulls at your heartstrings. And it's just a video about a girl and her dog. And uh, I mean, it's got, I think, over 100 million views on YouTube. And it's been out for a couple of months. And I think those videos will always sell. You know, if you can make a really heartfelt video like that, especially with dogs. Everybody loves dogs. Everybody you know, loves I think, dogs. <laughs> I
2: think that's that's one. Too.
0: What are some of your yeah. favorite videos? Oh, I'm sorry. Brandon, go uh, ahead. No,
2: it's okay. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, on the converse side of whatever it was saying is that I, I think another thing that a lot of uh smaller and diy artists are doing is is uh more of a of a raw like um you know kind of lower budget video i i don't think that people it seems like people aren't making music videos that are kind of in the middle anymore either either they're spending a lot of money on it or they're trying to spend no money on it and so like uh, i, I and, and people still watch those too so if you can come up with a really uh cool idea for for not a lot of money i think still people will watch it one of my favorite videos is i I listen to a lot of like um like punk and hardcore so like one of they're one of my favorite bands they have a music video where it's um they had like a really crappy car and the whole video is them they put this car into a real demolition derby and so they outfitted the car with a bunch of like GoPro cameras, and then they shot it also from the stands and stuff, and um, they—that's the video—is them saying goodbye to their lead singers, like like really crappy, like 1990, like Ford Cobalt, and they're just, and, and then it's just them in a, in a in a demolition derby. And you know
1: what's really cool about that video too—they they don't the song is the back focus, like there is sound of the crashing and there is sound of the derby with the song in the background so i think that's another thing i don't thing. even think like, they finished so it is the pretty yeah.
0: cinematic then in scope yeah
1: so it's it's, actually, i mean i think it, it's the narrative over the song if you want to listen to the song go find it on apple music or spotify but if you want to watch a really awesome video with the song in it this is what you want to watch I, so i think that's a whole nother style and trend that's, have, that's, that's could pretty not
2: popular. have cost more than a couple uh, th- than than two thousand dollars to make i'm sure they probably bought the gopros like you know it's just an idea yeah, just it, have it fun. Costs, yeah. It costs as much as the GoPros and the idea to to, to do it. Um,
0: what videos have you guys made that you're most proud of? Just kind of look back at it and you're like, ah, oh, such a great project to be part of.
2: Oh, man. Every
1: time I finish Project in <laughs> Brandon, as soon as I watch it, I'm like, I hate this. This is terrible. That's just me. I, I don't know what it is. I'm always trying to find, like, how can I be better? So I don't, I don't really want to say that I have any project that I'm like, ah, oh, it was awesome. Go watch it right now. I'm just going to say, uh, hopefully I make a great one one day.
0: You know, you no know moss is growing on you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like we we've made a lot of really cool music videos in the last in the last couple of years. Um, I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, it, it it's it's really hard to say. I mean, like we they're we all your children. Uh, you love
0: them all equally.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're all our children. <laughs> <laughs> I hate our children. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You guys, I love talking to you. I think it's because I just—you're making me miss the East Coast and punk rock—and it's just been such a pleasure. So thank you um, again, Everett and Brandon from Simpatico Media, um, professional music production house out of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Woo! (laughs) I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you guys coming to talk to us. Um, This is Amy Lombardi from TuneCore's Entertainment Relations Department, and you've been listening to our Music Making Podcast. Thanks, everyone.